a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana Podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me. And I'm excited for you to meet them. Now, uh, one of my absolute favorite uh, Bible passages is from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23, which I did not know, by the way. (laughs) I had to look that up, but uh, we've all heard it. And and it's it's the one where Paul explains how, and I'm going to quote now, uh, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law so as to win those under the law. To the weak, I became weak. Uh, and he says, I've become, I've, I've become all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some. So uh, as I was thinking about how to introduce today's guest, I thought about how that kind of versatility uh, towards serving a singular purpose, okay, is something that our guest has in common with Paul. Uh, And the good news is, is our guest uh, didn't have to get knocked off a horse on the way to Damascus to kind of channel his gifts uh, for good. Uh, Today's guest is an educator at heart and actually by trade, uh, who has uh, since parlayed his, uh, his teaching experience and his passion for technology into a, uh, into a successful business, serving a wide range of constituents, uh, from middle school students to middle-aged union workers, uh, which is where his uh, Paul-like skills of versatility come into play. Uh, And yet, no matter who he deals with, as I've seen firsthand in his professional life, but I'm guessing uh, many more out there have experienced this through his personal life as well, uh, our guest operates with a steadfast purpose, like capital P purpose, uh, toward uh, the higher goal, you know, beyond the transaction uh, into the relationship. Uh, And if you don't believe me, just, uh, just do a quick troll of his LinkedIn uh, page, a profile, uh, which will make you, as you read through uh, how he writes about his experience, his professional experience, it will make you envious of every coworker he's ever had uh, the last 20 years. Uh, or check out his Facebook page. The very first line on his Facebook page intro says, I love Jesus, people, and technology, <laughs> which is pretty much r- sums it right up there. Okay. Uh, he's a devoted husband. Father of two, uh, father of two very handsome boys, by the way, uh, living in the very handsome state of Colorado. Let's get right into it today with uh, today's man up man, Mr. Andy Bennett. Hey, Andy. Hey, Jeff. That was quite the intro. Well, you are you are quite the man. So I'm really, really, uh, really, really grateful that uh, taking some time out of your very busy day. Uh, you've got you wear more hats. Then uh, I don't know how to end that uh, that little adage. Uh, who, wherever there's a lot of hats, uh, gotcha. that's that, that. <laughs> great to have you. Uh, Thank you. Um, and, you know, for as long as we've worked together, 
you know, and what I love about this conversation that we're going to have here and that everybody else can listen in on, you know, for as long as we've worked together, Andy, we've never actually formally broached this subject, you know, <laughs> of faith. You know, we've both just kind of danced around the edges of it uh, right. and have known that there's probably a connection uh, and, uh, and you're destined to be on this show someday. So that's kind of where I, I want to start. I mean, from day one, you have struck me and you have continued to reinforce that you are a very purpose-filled person, leader. Um, and so, so first question is, is, is this version of Andy that I've known now for the last couple of years, has this always been the version, you know, is, is this, is, or, or does this come with, you know, taking a few laps around the track here mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and kind of, uh, uh, sort of developing into this version of Andy that we see. Right. Today? Right. Well, I mean, that, um, I would say that hopefully I'm, I'm continuing to grow, right. No, no one's ever. Uh, reach their their complete, um, you know, best state yet. So I, I feel like I'm continuing to grow. Um, the last couple of years, really, since you and I have um, known each other, has been a, a new challenge buying the business and and you know going from from worker to owner and, and boss and that kind of stuff. So that's been uh, an interesting shift, um, challenge. You know, good good and bad type deal. But um, I would say. I, I, hopefully, I, and I, hopefully other other people that know me would would agree with this. I think my my heart has remained the same. Um, it's just different roles, different, um, uh, yeah, just d different roles depending on you know where I'm at in my work or or church or different things like that. But um, ho hopefully, my heart has always been um, kind and um, you know, like you said with a higher purpose than, than yeah. just what we have here on earth. Yeah. Big, big, big heart. So, so let's dial it way, way back. Tell us about growing up. Tell us about the Bennett's household. Okay. Uh, what was it like growing up, uh, you know, influences, stuff like that. You bet. So I grew up in uh, Southwest Colorado. Um, I generally say when people ask me, I, I say Durango because no one has heard of Cortez before, <laughs> but I, but Cortez is my hometown. Um, it's right next to the four corners and near, um, Mesa Verde National Park, actually my, my new home that we just moved into last year, I, I can look out my office window to see Mesa Verde, which is wonderful. Oh. So um, grew up here, went to uh, middle school, high school, the whole thing, uh, just in this small little town. Um, wonderful family. I'm, I'm beyond blessed when it comes to um, just the, the honestly, the, the godly legacy that, that my grandparents and great grandparents had set before them. And then growing up in a, um, very godly household, you know, not perfect by any stretch, but my, I knew my mom and dad loved me and loved Jesus. And, um, that was always at the forefront of, of who we were, what we did, choices we made, that kind of stuff. So, um, very, very blessed. I have uh, one younger sister that, um, we got along most of the time. Um, we were, <laughs> we're good friends now, which is awesome. And, um, was, was a band geek, uh, I, I like sports, but um, I was much better at band than I was sports. So I kind of went, went the band choir route type deal. So that was kind of my, uh, that was my thing in, in high school. So that's awesome. Who were, who were, so it, it, no uh, surprise at all that your, that your parents were, you know, formative and, 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 and were that first, I mean, they talk about the home being the first church. And so I'm not surprised mm -hmm. at all that you had that strong foundation. Uh, so outside of your dad, I mean, including, but outside of your dad, who were some of the guys that you remember being, uh, because this is manna after right. all, uh, who were some of the men in your life growing up 
that were particularly influential to you? Um, I would say probably second to my dad was my my grandpa on my mom's side. Um, probably the most godly, just wise man that that you could that you'd ever meet. Um, mm-hmm. Knows how to do everything. He's just one of those quintessential. Um, he's eighty something and still could probably outwork me. He's just an amazing, amazing man. So mm-hmm. um, he didn't, and still to this day does not talk much. But when he does, you really, <laughs> you really pique uh, your your interest in in your ears because you know it's going to be you know gold. Um, so he would be number two to my dad. Um, had you know lots of pastors throughout the year, youth pastors, different things like that. We actually had a um, uh, Boy Scout style uh, program in our church called Royal Rangers hmm. and um, loved that growing up and had some amazing um, leaders in Royal Rangers that made a, a huge impact on my life. And um, one in particular, Johnny Warren was, was a, was a man that I just, to this day, just have amazing respect for his, his wife um, got uh, a terrible illness that just took her body very, very slowly. And he was the model of what a husband should do. He was a, mm. an amazing man. Wow. That's cool. It's so, it's, what a blessing to be surrounded by so many good influences, uh, both men and, and women, obviously growing up. So, so, so growing up then it sounds like, you know, great foundation, great, you know, they say that you're the, you're the average of the five people that you hang out with most. Mm-hmm. So you had great peers and, and, and role models. Um, and, and so, so did you ever, you know, go through any sort of, not consternation, but I mean, it, it doesn't sound like, you know, to arrive at where you are today, which is obviously, I mean, it, we're all more mature in our faith, but did you ever, it doesn't sound like you had to have some sort of like, like I mentioned Paul in the introduction, did, mm-hmm. did you ever have like some huge sort of epiphanous, uh, if that's even a word, uh, <laughs> experience where you're just like, okay, whoa, now I really, really get it. Or, or has this just always been this wonderful kind of just growth, you know, it just, it keeps, it's a tree that just keeps getting bigger with more, you know, branches and stuff like that. I would say probably, um, church camp was, was that for me, mm-hmm. um, which is, is really fun to, to now be a, a dad of two teenage boys that, that get to go to church camp and get to see them come back just on fire for God. And, um, that just does my heart good more than they will ever know until their <laughs> parents. Yeah. But, um, church camp was definitely a, a defining mo- moment moments, mul- multiple ones, but I can remember one year they were really talking about what is your, what is your will? What is God's will for your life? What is your purpose? What's your future? That kind of stuff. And it was like a five day camp or something like that. And and I remember just, you know, begging and praying and just, you know, searching God that entire time of, you know, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? And it was the very last night that the speaker said something to the effect of, um, if, if God is always, um, laid something on your heart. If you've always been naturally, you know, gifted towards this thing, you may not get like this bolt of lightning type moment where it's like, this is what you're needing to do. And like, it was the, like the scales dropped off my eyes at that point. And it was like, I've always loved to teach. I, I love music. I love, you know, uh, impacting the future generations and this kind of stuff. And it was like, in that moment, I'm like, I'm supposed to be a teacher. And that was, that was that. And I, I've never, it, it's taken very, interesting turns along the road. But my, like you said, in the, um, the intro, my heart has always been as a teacher and, and remains that way to this day. Yeah. I love that. I love that too, because like you say, you know, 
God doesn't do anything in vain. So the way you were built is no accident, you know? Mm -hmm. So your, your gifts, your interests were all there for a reason. And I love, I love that you made that connection, you know, and, and, and realize that, okay, wait a minute. Like he's been, he's, he's equipped me with everything I need to now live the life that I was designed for. That's great. Yep. Yep. So, so that, so that takes you into college then, and that gets you down the kind of the education path you teach for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then you do decide to kind of, you know, step out of the classroom into the, you know, big, bad world of business kind of thing. Mm-hmm. How, how was that? Uh, um, how did that happen? You know, and did, did that represent, did you feel like, no, this is just my next st- step that God's kind of leading me towards, or, or did that feel kind of more like a chasm leap? Uh, yes. And <laughs> it, was, it was all of the above. Um, I, I remember that, that year vividly, um, uh, clickers was kind of the, the technology that just got me down this path away from education and, and not that education was bad. I, I love my time as, as a teacher and administrator, but um, when I was introduced to kind of the wonderful world of educational technology, it really did kind of spark something in me. And it's like, okay, I love technology. I love teaching. Um, I would like to be my own boss at, at some point and, and not have to live on a teacher's wage. So, um, you know, my, my eyes were definitely looking for, for different things. Um, but the moment that I kind of had this um, confirmation in my heart was uh, honestly, it was kind of funny. It was a professional development thing for uh, the schools. And they were just talking about, um, honestly, I've never even put the two together, but kind of a, um, what is your future? What is, what is your destiny and how do you, you know, fulfill your, your, your best self type deal. So oddly kind of like the camp experience, but, um, anyways, it, it was this whole process. I can't even remember what the name of the, the program was called, but they just kind of walked through kind of pros and cons of, you know, this path or that path. And um, coming out of that, it was it was very apparent to me that I I wanted to pursue something outside of of education. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I was newly married. Um, I don't know if we were pregnant quite yet, but but we knew we wanted kids really really soon. And it was uh, I think I think we were I think we had uh, Xander, our oldest one. And it was uh, you know do I really leave this? Granted, it's not paying me well, but it is I do have insurance, we do have benefits, like it is, there's some, a level of security, um, or do I take this leap of faith, um, into this new world and, and outside of God's confirmation in my heart and my wife's thousand percent support and belief in me, I probably never would have made it, but it is, um, it has been exactly what God wanted me and needed me to do. Uh, even though in that moment it was quite scary. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a good, I love that one. Well, I love the, I love a little bit of the irony is that you came to it during a PD uh, session <laughs> as a teacher. Right, right. I didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, you bring up the boys and, uh, and so Betsy and I, we have four daughters. And so I love talking to dads of boys um, because I don't, I mean, we've, I've got amazing nephews. Um, and so I've tried to you know, kind of get as, as close to being a dad of boys as possible. But I love talking to dads of boys, especially around their faith, their faith formation. So you, you know, you, you mentioned church camp. What are, what are some other things that as a dad of boys, you are cognizant of or that, that you're thinking about like, okay, the kinds of things that you can put in their path or maybe say along the way that can kind of help them, you know, make good choices and just right. develop the kind of relationship with Jesus that you have. Right. Well, and I think every every dad's wish um, is that they turn out to be a better version <laughs> of, hmm. of 
of themselves than I did. Um, so, I mean, that's always been my, my, my goal. Um, I felt like I had a, uh, I had an amazing dad. So I'm, I'm trying to, to do the best to, you know, get to that level, but also do, you know, some of the things that maybe were, were not the best in the moment, trying to turn, trying to build on that. So it's always just trying to do one, one better version type deal. Um, but as mm-hmm. far as specific things, I mean, we really do try to make it a, um, a, a habit, but a, a positive one, not like a have to type deal. Like we're, we're doing Bible studies at the end of the day type deal as a family altogether. Um, we are big on um, having meals together that obviously can't happen all the time when boys are running in different directions. But um, if there's any ever uh, any a uh, possibility rather um, to do dinner or even breakfast on Saturday mornings together, we make a point of doing that game time, that kind of stuff. So uh, and then, you know, church is a non-negotiable. That is not something that we've ever um, thankfully, we have not had to fight them about that, but that has never been a question of, are we going to go to church if we are in town? And, mm-hmm. um, that, that is, that is just a constant. And, um, and then talking about the, the sermons, right. You know, what did you get out of that? And mm-hmm. it's, it's been so interesting as the boys get older because the, the relationships change and, the you know, the, the types of conversations I can have with them are so much more, um, adult related really. Um, so it's, I always talk about like the seasons of life, you know, the seasons of, of parenting and every one of them is fun and a challenge and this kind of stuff. But this, this particular season has just been uh, a blast. They're, yeah. they're, they're wonderful young men and I'm excited to see what, what they do in the future. Yeah, that's great. And I love, the, I love the family Bible study. I think that is so powerful um, to have, you know, because obviously as, as all of us followers, you know, we all hear messages and consume, you know, the, the, the spirit in, in our own, in our own way, which is great. And then we've got our, then when we go to church, then we've got, you know, everybody's there, which is great. But I love that. I love that. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, kind of the family being the first church and not just sort of like riding on that sort of like sentiment of like, Oh yeah, we're the first church. It's like, no, right. literally we're the first church. Let's all, right. let's all get our Bibles out, you know, and, and, and talk about this together. I just, that's, right. that's what a neat, how long have you, how long have you been doing that? Um, I honestly think that, I mean, in, in very different ways, now we're all on our smartphones reading through a Bible plan, right? <laughs> right, but, right. Um, but I, I can remember vividly in, in our first house, um, us sitting around and, and reading these little bitty, you know, ch- children Bible stories, yeah. right? So, I mean, it took all of three, five minutes type deal, yeah. but um, some sometimes there's questions, not often, but every once in a while, you know, it, it sparks something in their their little minds type deal that they, they wanted to know more about that. And what a, what an awesome opportunity to yeah. kind of dig into that with them. It's so I great. Oh, I just, those moments. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, Hey, we are, um, we are already at the fun segment <clears throat> portion of the big show here where we ask every guest the same three, uh, deep, deep, deep questions <laughs> and, <laughs> and see what they have to say. So, <clears throat> A lot of sarcasm there dripping uh, <laughs> on the deep, the depth of these questions, but they're, but they're fun. Uh, here we go. The name of the segment. All right. So fun segment question number one, if Jesus knocked on your door out there in your home hometown there in Colorado and uh, tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out for the day, what are you going to do with Jesus? That's a fun one. I've, I've, I have thought about this. I appreciate you giving me the questions ahead of time. So I <laughs> this. Um, I, I've kind of wrestled with it. And, and my, my wrestling is, do I, 
be selfish in that moment or in that day where I want to just hold on to his attention and, and just ask him every question under the sun type deal? Or, or do I, do I share them with my family type deal? So I, I think I've kind of landed on some combination of that. You know, I think I would want them to want, want to spend time with Jesus and my, my little four, um, you know, probably take them to the church at some point. Maybe we, we do, I'm the worship leader at our church. So uh, maybe I, if I knew ahead of time, we'd find some, some ones that are specific to him. I don't know. I haven't really thought about that too much, but, um, um, but I think outside of just, you know, family time, church time, um, I would love to just, you know, maybe just go into the mountains and just, just sit and, and talk with him and just ask questions and, and tell him, you know, how much I, I love and appreciate everything that he's done for, for me and for my family and for the world. Um, I just, I, I, I long for, connection like that. So to have that at, at that deep level with the creator of the universe, I, I, you can't ask for anything better than that. It'd be the best day ever. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think being out there in Colorado, you could, you could probably get him to admit that, you know, like when he made everything, he made that first, he made Colorado first. <laughs> I, I <think laughs> so. put, and then everything else kind of came out of that. I swear. That's just such, it's such a beautiful, beautiful area. All right. Fun segment question number two. If you could go to church, and you've brought up a lot of examples of, of really, really great men here, um, but this one, you can go to church with any guy, okay, living or dead, famous or not, you could know him or not, any man, uh, but you're only taking one, who's the one guy that you're going to go to church with? So this one was another one that I've, I've thought a lot about. Um and, and had you asked me a couple years ago, it probably would have been, you know, someone famous or maybe Jesus or something like that. But, um, as, as you know, I, I recently lost my dad yeah. and, um, as, you know, as, as many times as we walked through the door together and, and, you know, he was up running the sound booth while I was on the stage type deal. I mean, there's hundreds, if not thousands of times that we were in church together. Um, but if, if I could have one guy go to church with me one more time, it would be him. Um, I, I miss him every day and that's who I would choose. I love that. I love that. Uh, all right. Fun segment question, wrapping it up here. Uh, number three, uh, if you could give, uh, and so you might just have to pick one because I know you've given <laughs> this already to both of your boys, but if you could give just one piece of advice to a younger man, uh, about living a uh, exactly what we talk about here on mana just a, a humble holy confident uh, life of faith what would uh, what would that one piece of advice be oh um I'm trying to think of the the right word to kind of bring it together um i would just say live a a life of congruency um i think and, and I've, I am not immune to this by any stretch of the imagination, but, but I know when I am living my best life, the, the one that God intends for me to live, my walk with God is, is strong. And, and the things that I am, you know, hearing about or, or singing about on Sundays are the things that I'm doing Monday through Saturday type deal. The, I think too often we, we put God in a Sunday, you know, in a Sunday box type deal and we get them out and we, we do what we need to on that day. But then the rest of our week is not lived out what we, what we prophesy and, and preach and whatever on, on Sundays. So I would say living a congruent life where, 
um, what you say you are and what you, you know, say to, to believe in, you are living out every day of the, of the week. I think that would, I think that would do a lot of good in the word world. If, if we could all, you know, rise to that standard. Yeah. No, I love the sentiment and I love the word congruent, uh, which is further proof. Everybody, you can take the teacher out of the classroom, but you cannot <laughs> take the classroom out of the teacher. That's, that's wonderful. Andy Bennett, thank you so much uh, exactly. for again, taking the time out of a very busy day to share your story and just uh, introduce yourself to all of us. It's, uh, it's been great knowing you these last couple of years and I'm looking forward to many, many more years uh, growing together and, and sharing more. So thanks again. Absolutely. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.